If you have your Bibles for a few moments, turn with me to the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. I'm going to read beginning with verse number 1. Thank you, praise team, for the wonderful worship. Thank you, church family, for responding to the presence of the Lord. We really don't have a schedule around here. We have one, but it doesn't mean anything when the Lord decides to move. Amen. We would rather the Lord work than us work any time, any day of the week. Amen. Reading to you from Nehemiah chapter 4. Going to read beginning with verse number 1. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth. Everybody say he was angry. And took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What? Do these feeble Jews do? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Will they? Everybody say, will they? Will they? I hope you understand today that you're in a place that is good to be, but it's also a place that some oppose. The devil hates what this church represents today. The devil hates the opportunity that it represents to you and I. For the next few moments, I want to read uh, or preach to you, I should say, from the book of Nehemiah. And I want to pose a simple question. And that question is, will they? Would you say that with me again? Will they? Say it one more time. Will they? Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Nehemiah is one of the most inspirational books in the Bible. I have never tired of reading from it. And over the years of pastoring, I have gone back many times and reread that book over and over again because it is so full of many challenging thoughts. If you want to find hope, If you want to find courage, if you want to find faith or tenacity or determination, you will find it within the pages of its story. It's full of life lessons for each of us. It's full of a lesson for somebody here on this particular... If you and I were to have walked through Jerusalem on this particular occasion we would have seen a city that was broken down and in ruin. You would have seen on every hand the remnants of what was and what used to be. 
Days of glory and power had faded. And now in their place was rubble and disarray and trash heaps everywhere. Nehemiah describes in heart-wrenching details the pitiful sight that he saw when he came into Jerusalem for the first time. It broke his heart. It moved something deep within him, so much so that he could not even speak. All he could do was just walk through the rubble and look at all of the decay and the rot and the destruction and ruin and mourn the condition of Israel. If you were to have went, been in that, in that place on that occasion, you would have no doubt wondered how, how did this happen? How did this great city, Jerusalem, find itself in such dire straits? And doesn't take long until you begin to understand the reason it is in the shape that it's in. There was not much here to inspire hope, and there was certainly not much here that called for the consideration of a better day. It was in total disarray. It was destroyed, and the walls were torn down, and it had been burned, and there were marks of the burning on the stones, the black soot that remained from the fire that had consumed its walls. In this condition, they were vulnerable and were exposed to their enemy, and they were defenseless and weak. Nehemiah came back to see this. He saw the city that he loved so dearly in this dreadful condition. The first thing that they did was to walk about it. How important it is for a person to survey the situation and ascertain what all is wrong and what possibly could be done to make it right. They didn't just walk about it, they talked about it. They conversed with one another. Nehemiah shared his burden with the leadership of the city and he exposed his heart to these men in this condition, but it wasn't until they decided to do something about it that their enemy became stirred up. The lesson to all of us is very simple. The devil doesn't matter what you walk around as long as you keep walking around it. He doesn't care what you live around as long as you keep living around it. He doesn't matter what you have to step over and stumble to get past. As long as that's all that you ever do is just walk around it. Consider it. Think about it. Mourn the condition all that you want to. But the devil doesn't care that you talk about it. What scares the devil is when you decide to do something about it. There's a lot of people that like to talk about their problems and they like to talk about what's wrong in their life and they're very quick to point out all of their faults and flaws. 
And that's never scared the devil one ounce. It's not, he's not afraid of any one of us talking about our problems. Matter of fact, sometimes I think he loves for us to talk about them because the more we talk about them, the bigger they get. They may not have been a mountain when we started, but by the time we get through talking about them, we've made them a mountain. And he doesn't, that, that, that doesn't bother the enemy of my soul one ounce if I just talk about it. He, he's not even disturbed if I get up and I walk around it and I survey it, but he is discouraged and he is troubled when he sees me rise up and do more than just observe and talk about it, but I decide to do something about it. That's when the enemy rises up. And as long as you don't decide to do anything about it, he's not worried in the least. But if somewhere in this service today, something has plucked on a heart string and something has quickened your mind and made you look around at your life and say, you know what? You don't need to live like this and you don't need to keep going through these motions. You need to get up and do something about it because a decision is what can change everything in your life. Just a decision. Amen. Just a decision. And so Jeremiah leads them by a dream and by a burden, and they begin the task of rebuilding the city, rebuilding the walls, and bringing order into what had been chaos and challenging their present circumstances. And they organized and they put in motion their dreams and their plans and they began the recovery process. And uh, if you're willing to challenge your situation, you're very likely to change your situation. But if all you do is just observe it, it will never be anything different than it is. It was only when they began the rebuilding process that the enemy got stirred up and began to move and work to stop what they were doing. It rose to challenge their attempts at recovery and to challenge their attempts at coming back and putting back together what had been destroyed. You see, when you're willing to challenge your situation you're probably on your way to seeing it change. That's why the devil wants you just to keep talking about it. That's why he wants you to just keep walking around it. That's why he wants you to get up in the morning and see it and and go to bed in the evening thinking about it. He doesn't care as long as it doesn't move beyond that. He loves it when you just sit there and think about it. Think about all the things that you should do and think about all the things that you could do. What is interesting to me is they were not disturbed by what they could do. They were disturbed by what they did do. What we could do today, the potential that's in this place, would bring a revival that would turn Houston upside down. What could be? But what will be is going to be determined by a select like this any longer. I am not today and say, you know what? 
I am not living like this any longer. I am not walking around this rubbish. I'm not living with this chaos in my life. I'm not living with this rubbish all around me. I'm not living in this trash heap any longer. And you decide to get up and do something about it. That's when the enemy is going to get really ticked off. (laughs) Amen. Because he doesn't care what you think about it. He doesn't care what you talk about it. What he cares is what you try to do something about. Will they? It's what he asks. Will they? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves this morning. The enemy begins to question their efforts and and and, and their qualifications. The, the, these feeble Jews. Who do they think they are anyway? Can uh, can can they make an end in it? Are they going to really finish this? I know they may start it, but are they going to finish it? Are they going to fortify? And the question keeps ringing over and over again. Will they? Will they fortify? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish? Will they revive? Do they think they can? And when they begin to consider that question, they realize that the answer to their dilemma lies in the answer to that question. Will they? Will they decide today no longer? I'm not living with this any longer. I'm I'm not going to live like this any longer. I'm not going to act like this any longer. I'm not going to be this kind of person any longer. Will they? Will they rise up and, 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 and not can they? What, what we can do is, 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 is off the chart. I, there, there's no limit to what we can do. It's not a matter of what they can do and it wasn't a matter of what they should do. It's what they did do that made the difference. And what I've come to challenge somebody this morning is the devil's not interested in the fact that you know you have a problem. The devil's concerned about the fact that somewhere in this service you may get enough courage and confidence and the hand of God touch you in such a way that you rise up and say, I will arise and go to my father's house. I will stand upon my feet. I will rise up again. Will they? Everybody say that with me. Will they? Will you? Will you choose today to make this the beginning of a never-ending story? Will you today determine that no matter the sacrifice, no matter... The cost, no matter what it takes from me, I am willing to pay the price because I'm tired of living in this misery. I'm tired of living in this halfway place. I'm tired of living in this land of of potential that never comes to pass. I'm tired of living around things that could be better, but they're not because I've not been willing to do anything about it. I will arise, the, the prodigal said. I, I will arise. It, it changed everything for his life. It turned his world upside down. A life that had been derailed by false hopes and dreams. 
when he said to himself, I will arise. He set in motion something that the devil could not stop on his best day. And I'm here to tell somebody in this building that if you can ever get it past your mind and past your lips and past your feet and get it down in your heart and in your will and say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to just mourn over it any longer. I'm not weeping over these things another day. I'm going to get up and start building. I will arise. I will rebuild what has been broken down. I will put back together what the devil has tried to destroy. I don't care if it's charred stone and burnt brick. I'm going to put it back together and let God make something of it. Do you understand today that it doesn't matter how ugly it may seem or how impossible it may appear? There's nothing that's beyond hope when you decide, I will arise. I will get on my feet. I I will come out of this. I will not be this way. I, I will not live like this another day. I will not. I will not. I will not. I will not. I I, I will not walk around this. I'm tired of tiptoeing through the tulips. You know, there's people that got issues in their life. And they do everything in their power to avoid them. They walk around them. They look at them. But they, they, they do everything they can to keep as far away from doing anything about it that they can. And they love all the people that mourn with them. Oh, it's so pitiful. It's, it's, it's so sad. It's, it's tragic that you're in the, in the condition. It's tragic that your life, it's tragic that this happened to you. And the devil just sits back and smiles because he knows as long as you keep that posture, nothing's going to change. You're going to keep going right around that pile of rubbish. You're going to keep dealing with those same issues. You're going to keep facing those same problems. You're going to keep dealing with that same depression. You're going to keep fighting that same anger, that same hatred. You're going to keep battling those same old battles, those phantom ghosts that come up in the night that torment you as long as you're willing to let it be like that. The devil will torment your mind with that and he will remind you over and over again of the impossible possibility of changing your situation but somewhere there's a power that can be released it is the power of the human will that says you know what I don't have to live like this I don't have to live like this I don't have to be like this I don't have to turn out like that I can change I can be a different man I can be a different woman and I will Arise. I, I'm not living in these conditions another day. I wonder what would happen if somewhere in this building today someone would just make up in their will. I will arise. I will not live like this another day. I, I'm not going to live half-hearted. I'm not going to live this, uh, cold and you know, formal, just going through motions and ritual. I, I, I need a fresh touch of God upon my life. I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. 
I'm tired of the staleness of my own spiritual life. I'm tired of all of the rubbish that has accumulated. I'm tired of seeing broken things. I'm, I'm ready to start working on putting some stuff back together. I'm ready to see God do something with charred stones and, and burnt pieces of, of rock. I, I'm ready to see God do miracles with impossible things. I'm, I'm ready to give God an opportunity to do something supernatural in my life. The question is, will they? The question this morning is, will you? Will you act? Not can you, not should you, but will you? You know, the devil would like to keep you trapped right where you are. He'd like to keep you looking at all the, just the impossibility. There's just no way we can ever make this work again. There's no, there's no way this is ever gonna be put back like it was. It'll, it'll never be like the days of old. It, It will never be like it once was. And there are a lot of people that are trapped in a backslidden condition. Because they're convinced in their mind by a lying enemy that it cannot change. You you can't put some things back together. Well, you need to talk to God about that. Because I've found that with Him, nothing is impossible. It doesn't matter how broken it is. It doesn't matter how dysfunctional it is. It doesn't matter how messed up it is. It doesn't matter your condition or your situation. When you put it in the hands of God, God's able to take all of that and He can help you rearrange it and put it back in its place. And the Bible said that they took those smoldered, charred, blackened stones that had been thrown down and destroyed by the enemy. They took those very things and they began to put them back together in the walls of Jerusalem and fortified that city once again. You see, the devil hates what this represents today. He hates what this church represents to you today. He hates what this church can do for your life today because it's a doorway of opportunity. It's a doorway of hope that when you step through it, life can change for you and you don't have to keep living the way that you have been living. You know what the devil hates? The devil hates people who decide. He hates people that decide. I will not be this way. I will not. He hates hope. He hates faith. He hates courage. He works to undermine everything that you do to recover from a fall. Amen. He hates people who decide. He can't keep you down when you decide. He can't keep you trapped when you decide. When you move from I can or I should to I will, he can't stop what happens when that is set in motion. He can't stop the love of God that begins to flow. To He can't stop the help of God that begins to flow your direction. How did they do it? How could they take stone? I don't know what happens to stone when they're heated up by great heat. I, I don't know, but it seems to me in my mind that they crumble and they become fragile. But And that's what Sanballat couldn't understand. How could they take 
take this, these crumbling pieces of stone of what once stood for stability and fire has ravaged it. How can they make a wall out of this? And yet they did. Yes, it's around you and wondering. And sitting in your world right now, looking at all the mess that's around you and wondering, how can, how can anything good come out of this? How can anything change about my situation? I'll tell you how it can change. When you put it in the hands of God, nothing is too hard. And nothing is impossible. When you decide, when you decide, you know what? I'm not living on the edge anymore. I'm, I'm not going to just see what the minimal standard is with God. You know, I'm going to find out what the least is that I have to do and just do that. When you decide that you're going to step into the depths of God's grace and you're going to live in the depth of His mercy, the devil can't do anything to stop that. That's why he hates what happened in this service earlier the spontaneous response of people that begin to reach out to God. Even if you don't understand, you cannot deny what you feel. You cannot deny something was drawing us. What is that? That's the supernatural power of an almighty God that's just waiting for an opportunity to help me. And if I will, He will. If I will, He will. If I can get it in my mind to get on my feet. Say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, and I don't know how it's going to all work out. But I'm going to put my hand to the task again, and I'm going to take what I have, and I'm going to start working on recovery. I'm going to start working on putting those pieces back together. And when you do that, you watch the divine hand of God take your little and begin to multiply it and make it much. He can take your loaves and fishes and multiply it to the need that is represented there and have plenty left over. I don't know how he does it. I don't understand God's economy. I just know this, that when you will, God will. When you will, God will. That when you decide, no, 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 no. No more. I'm not living like that. I'm not walking around. I'm not tiptoeing around this. I'm not avoiding these issues any longer. I'm going to deal with them. I'm going to rise. I'm going to get on my feet. I'm tired of living like this. Amen. Somebody in this building today tired of living the way you've been living? Anybody here today that's been running, trapped in a world of impossibility, looking at the impossibilities, considering how hard it would be? Do you understand that nothing is too hard for God? All that you need to do to set in motion God's grace and God's goodness and God's power in your life is just to get on your feet. The prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father's house. He got up on his feet. Amen. What a, what a, what a courageous act just to get on his feet. And it would be courageous for some of you this morning just to get on your feet. Man, it would be a major step for you just to stand up and say, you know what? This is it. Something's going to change today in my life. Something's going to change. I'm not walking out of here dealing with this same hatred. I'm not walking out of here dealing with this same bitterness. I'm not walking out of here dealing with this same hurt. 
I'm not walking out of here dealing with these same broken emotions. God, I need you to heal me today. I need you to help me put those pieces back together. They're fragmented. They're broken. I don't even know how it's going to happen, but I need you. I need you to help me. When I put my hands to it, I need you to put your hands on my hand and help me put them all back. Get my life back in order and in the place that it needs to be. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Amen. When a person starts to rebuild or tries to recover, oftentimes they meet impossibilities. Amen. They meet impossibilities. They stumble over the rubbish heaps of what was. The thought that goes through the mind is, can it really happen? Can, can, can it really happen? Can I... Can can I really experience that kind of change? Well, you've already heard one testimony. Amen. You heard one from Sister Hodges just a moment ago of the changes that God can make. Man, he's no respecter of persons. All he's waiting is on that one man or that one woman that will say, I will. I will. And then God comes to the aid of those who will. God steps in and said, if you will, I will. Man, when you've got that combination, there's not enough devils in hell that can stop you. There's not enough habits that can bind you. There are not enough addictions that can hold you trapped in that world. If you just say, I will, I will go to my father's house. I will arise. I will build. I will sacrifice. I will pay the price. I will revive these stones. Reach over and take somebody by the hand that's near you right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to understand it. That a miracle awaits them right now. Amen. The miracle is God stepping in when you step out. God stepping in when you step up. He'll make a way for you. He'll open doors for you. He'll provide for you. He'll work things out in your life. He'll make it work. I don't care how bad it's broken. He'll make it work. I don't care how destroyed it may seem to be. God is the God of the impossible. He's able to take nothing and make something out. If he can speak to nothing and a world come into existence, then certainly he can speak to your nothingness and cause something to come out of it. Why don't you just give God the opportunity to help you today? Why don't you stand on your feet and say, you know what? This is my day to step out. This is my Sunday. This is my morning for victory. This is my day for deliverance. This is my time.